Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Long. With me, as usual, are my guys Gerard Powers and Rodney McLeod. And there's been a lot of news flying around about the Indianapolis Colts this uh, past week after the hiring of former offensive coordinator, now head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Shane Steichen. Looks like he's uh, trying to fit his offense, his offensive staff together. Um, A lot of moves, a lot of talks about one of them hasn't necessarily happened yet. We've already got a running backs coach. We've already got a tight ends coach. Looks like we've got. Uh, an offensive coordinator in the making, and there's a possibility we may end up losing uh, a, a very much loved uh, coordinator on this team to you know another AFC team here uh, in the next coming days. But before we get into all that, uh, just real quick, Gerard, how you guys, how how you been doing this past week? Been doing good, busy, same old story with the kids, uh, traveling, sports. Uh, it's just a lot, you know, uh, but a lot of fun. You know, son's son is back out down south, so it's, uh, you know, a little warm this week. So, you know, it always puts you in a good mood. Yeah, yeah, talk about the sun. I, I, there is none here. It all came up to us, and now it's just downpour and thunderstorms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, had, we had all that rain last week, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, you enjoy that. Oh, yeah, we will, we promise. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Rodney, how's, how's it going with you, my guy? I'm doing well, man, hanging in there. Tired, but uh, all is well. Just a lot of uh, stuff going on, foundation right now. So a lot of meetings, um, you know, just busy, but using the off season uh, to the best of my abilities and enjoying the time off. Awesome. Won't you, I, like- uh, well, I was just curious if you, if you could go ahead and remind uh, the listeners out there a little bit about your foundation and how it's doing and, and all that neat stuff, a little update on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we started our foundation in 2020. Uh, we've, you know, made a lot of progress, but still young, very geared towards, you know, youth development and, and removing a lot of those labels that have been placed, uh, you know, in the underserved communities uh, and just really uh, trying to focus on uh, areas of education, uh, youth development, uh, health and wellness and community empowerment. Uh, got a few programs that we kicked off, mentorship programs going well here in Philly. Um, have our second annual Leaf, uh, Youth Leadership Summit coming up this upcoming May. Uh, so we're excited, man, about what's in store and, and got our big fundraising gala. Uh, if you boys, you know what I'm saying, I have it on this East Coast, you know what I'm saying, uh, want to come out in the summertime. It's a, it's a nice event. Uh, ask everybody to come out in their favorite kicks. Um, and you know, dressed and impressed, but just a good time to raise some money for the kids. Sounds awesome. Was you getting ready to say yeah. something, Gerard? No, I was just about to say, uh, following Rodney's Instagram story page, uh, in the off season, I, I saw you posted earlier about working out, and I think it was you and the wife working out and doing all that type of stuff. Yeah. Got to find ways to stay active. That's a little bit different from your normal day to day activity. So I used to switch up my workouts and uh, and and try something new just to keep me engaged and in shape as well. Yeah, man, <laughs> we hit that rumble up this uh, this this morning. That was intense, <laughs> and and they're on the bags and everything in the core. So it was good. Uh, you know, you got to spend some 
some different, you know, quality time, mm-hmm. you know, with the wife in, in different areas. So uh, we both like fitness and yeah, it worked out. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, I want to remind everybody that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season from the NBA, NFL, baseball, you name it. They've got it. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts so we're going to jump in real quick for a possible it looks like the indianapolis colts are going to lose a a coordinator a a well-loved coordinator not only in the building but as fans as well with um you know the cleveland browns reaching out asking to interview uh, former Cleveland player, uh, Bubba Ventrome. And, you know, as many of you know, he was the special teams coordinator. Rodney, you you worked under him for uh, a, a, quite a bit this past season. Uh, do you have any uh, thoughts about about Bubba and, 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 and you know, the, him going, maybe going over to Cleveland and what they'd be gaining with him? Yeah, I mean, I think I've uh, said a lot about Bubba, you know, in past uh, episodes, but, you know, he he is truly respected in this league. You know, he's uh, been able to have a long career as a special teams player, and then he's doing the same now as a special teams coach. And he has a, a great resume uh, that he's been able to put on display um, and helped uh, the Indianapolis Colts, you know, win a lot of games over the years. So, you know, if he does end up taking a job in Cleveland, uh, as, you know, reports are, are saying that, you know, they're losing, you know, someone who's meant a lot uh, and had a lot of impact in that building, uh, you know, through not as a coach, but obviously his impact, uh, you know, as a human being, I think, around the building. And so, you know, Cleveland will be gaining a, a great uh, man and even better coach. Absolutely. Gerard, uh, losing a guy like Bubba Ventrone, uh, the Colts special teams units has been one of the best in the league for the last few years, ever since he's been the offensive coordinator. Uh, how hard do you think it would be for the Colts to uh, Shane Steichen to fill that spot? Uh, I think it'd be hard, just like what Rodney said, just far as uh, the impact he had on the team. Now, I, I don't think it'd be hard to find another special teams coach, but to find one that will be just as good and have the impact, you know, that he had, I think I think it is going to be a difficult. Uh, spot because whenever you got a new staff in normally it's a few guys left from the old staff that kind of fit uh, with the new transition that's going on and uh, you will hope that someone with the voice that he had and the respect that he had within the organization that uh, that he would hang on and stay uh, and and it's kind of when you see coaches making lateral moves uh, it kind of makes me wonder a little bit that you know was was maybe some feelings involved when um the interim coach was hired when everybody thought that Shane was probably I meant that uh that he was going to probably get get that interim job and you know does he want out of Indy you know it just makes me think about a lot of you know other different you know type of feelings and emotions that could come up especially in the offseason when you're trying to do what's best for your career um you know I always tell people all the time you know it's always certain points 
uh, of the season and the off season in particular to where you got to kind of be selfish and uh, do what you got to do to better your career and uh, be happy and, and find your peace. And if that's what, what he has to do is make a lateral move to go back to Cleveland somewhere that he's familiar with uh, and have that same impact that he had in Indy, but be happy, you know, on the other side, you know, I, I wish him well and wish him the best, but I definitely think it's going to be hard to fill that void. Oh, absolutely. You make a great point. Um, when when uh, Frank Reich was let go and the interim coach was, you know, up in the air, there was a lot of a lot of people saying that Bubba should have been, you know, very much at the top of that list for the interim, him and Gus. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, with how they had, uh, you know, uh, had their units performing over the, over the season. So um, yeah. big, big points there. Um and special teams is big, man. I, mm -hmm. I think a lot of us uh, undervalue that that um, that unit and how important it is. But you know, a great example of that is was the Super Bowl. You know, where you mm -hmm. saw the difference. Probably, mm. you know, one of the biggest plays of the game that that set up Kansas City to you know take the lead uh, was a punt return. So, you know, we often overlook uh, the impact that a special teams unit can have on the game. But I think. You know, for Indianapolis, you know, they were able to see that over the years, you know, through Bubba. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, Shane did have uh, the ability to, over the weekend, hire a couple uh, position coaches, uh, namely DeAndre Smith, who was the running backs coach for the New York Giants last year. And before that, it was just a long list. I'm not going to go through the list because it's a, it's a different – Different college almost every year for the last 20 years, okay? Uh, but it's just a different college after different college being um, running backs coach. And uh, I my question is, when a guy has went through that many colleges, what's the pluses and minuses of, of, of seeing a guy who's, who's went through that many colleges in, in such a long period of time? Uh, well, for one, you get to work with a lot of different people. So uh, you get different perspectives about, you know, football from from that particular position. So it only helps you gain knowledge, gain more wisdom about uh, how you conduct your room, how you're handling your business, how you're coaching uh, players or whatnot. You know, a lot of times people look at, you know, some guy's resume and see that they've been a lot of places. And uh, the first thing you think is like, man, is this guy getting fired everywhere he goes? Is, is, is he's a bad fit everywhere he goes and all that? And that that's not the case. I, I have a roommate in college uh, that, that uh, was my roommate four years in college, and he jumped right into coaching uh, right after college. And, you know, I want to say it's been 10 or 11 years. He's probably been at like seven or eight different schools. And it's just where the opportunity lies. That's just where you're going. Like Rodney said, when the opportunity presents itself, if you think that's the move that's going to help further your career, you're going to do that, uh, you know, personally. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he can handle another great running back. Obviously, uh, what we saw from Saquon, you know, this past year made us remember the old Saquon. I know Saquon's been battling injuries injuries uh, for the most part, but to see his explosiveness and see how he was running the ball and the success that he had this year, um, you know, maybe uh, DeAndre was one of the main reasons why Saquon is now probably going to end up being one of the highest paid running back uh, in the league when it's all set and done. So maybe he can have that same impact with JT. Uh, we know JT had some injuries this year that, you know, was our first time seeing him, you know, kind of not being the JT that we know. So maybe he'll bring that life to JT as well. 
Absolutely. Rodney, you got a firsthand look uh, this year against uh, a Mr. Saquon Barkley, right? Um, wh- yeah. What, what did you think of, of, of the running game uh, that uh, DeAndre Smith had brought with the Giants? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really thought he did a, a, a excellent job there, you know, with Saquon. You know, you you see, you saw see the Saquon of old, you know, as if, you know, he looked uh, like a rookie again and, and how explosive he was and, and his dynamic uh, capabilities. And so he was a, a huge reason why they had a lot of success. I think that running back group as a whole, you know, it, unfortunately in our game, you know, we gave up a lot of <laughs> yards on the ground, particularly late in the game. And, and Saquon wasn't wasn't in the game. It was their uh, backup. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when you have that level of depth, uh, and and you feel comfortable bringing in your number two, number three, and they're still, you know, as effective or close to the starter, I think that really speaks to, you know, coaching, right? And so even though he has, you know, a track record of, of being at, at so many uh, places, maybe for uh, short spans of time, like Gerard said, I think it's just where the opportunity takes you, right? If, you know, looking at his resume, a lot of it, that happened in college and maybe his trajectory was to now be here in the league. And, you know, he had to climb the ladder in a way that on on his way to the league, this is what was asked or required of him. And so I, you know, have great confidence that he's going to step into uh, a room, you know, with, Honestly, probably one of the best running back groups in the, in, in the league, you know, with JT and, and, and Zach Moss uh, right there. And so, you know, you have to like what he's going to bring to the table in addition with, with what already exists in the locker room. Absolutely. Another guy that they went out and got over the weekend was uh, Tom Manning. Uh, Tom, the only other stint he had in the NFL was with the Indianapolis Colts back in 2018. Uh, with back when Eric Ebron was here and had his best year of his career. Uh, outside of that, he played, uh, he was, you know, coaching over in Toledo. And then a lot of times the offensive coordinator for Iowa State. Um, now he's brought in as the tight ends coach. Um, guys, any thoughts about Tom Manning and what he could bring uh, to to the the table here in Indy? I don't know much about him, but I know he's he's walking into a situation where that tight end room can become special. Uh, you got some young guys in there that really, you know, showed some things this year. And uh, and if that's what our organization brass think that we need as the head of that tight ends room to kind of fulfill all of that potential that we have in there, uh, I believe in him. Uh, like I said, I don't know much, so I don't want to speak, you know, too much as if I do know about him, but I know he has a – a young special room that can end up being, uh, you know, a great group of tight ends uh, that we have. Yeah, there was a couple. Um, so Iowa State just they just had their two best tight end duo in history. Uh, they're going into the. Uh, they just uh, they they had uh, Charlie Kohler and and Chase Allen left and and you know moved on to the NFL uh, this past year and. You know, that maybe that's something, one of the reasons why, you know, I mean, he's able to, to, you know, coach up guys well enough to where they can actually make the NFL. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of a a thought process. Uh, And then of course, you know, in, in college, you know, the tight ends are used uh, quite a bit, right. And in different situations. Uh, what, What are your thoughts there, Rodney? 
Yeah, I think my thoughts are he's walking into the room uh, that has a great, you know, potential to be, as Gerard said, one of the best uh, trios in the league. You know, I, I think we have uh, a tight end group with uh, a plethora of skill sets, right? When you think of Mo, you think of uh, Jelani and, and Colin as well. Uh, they all are very gifted and, and are unique in its own. And so, you know, if you're talking about, you know, a guy who has uh, some some history there of, of being able to establish tight ends. But more importantly, I think you're looking just how do you maximize their their skill sets and get the most, you know, out of out of your players as you coach them. And so if he has those sorts of that sort of ability and characteristics, you know, I think it's going to be a, a great relationship um, that will last for for some time. Absolutely. There was a couple there's there's an additional tight end uh on the roster that did not get to play this past year uh for the Indianapolis. Oh yeah, Coach, Ogre ha- yeah, yeah, Tree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tree's Andrew. gonna be nice, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I go ahead and add four. Four four mm-hmm. to the rotation. It's it's it could be it could be very spooky, man. Tree tree <laughs> is yeah, I like him. What 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 was your thoughts on on Andrew Ogletree uh, during you know uh, training camp and all that when when you was uh, you know opposite him you know I mean you you're a safety he was a tight end what what do you think about Andrew Ogletree physical uh, and confident you know those are the two things that really stood out to me you know initially just looking at kind of went under the radar but quickly you know and I would add playmaker uh, that was one thing you saw on film early on you know just his ability to catch the ball at at this highest point you know one hand grabs then he caught one hander on me and I it was shocked me I'm like what, like, what? <laughs> I said hold on I said hold on you know what I'm saying it, it you know grab you, grabs your attention and that's what he did early on he grabbed a lot of uh veterans attention in the way that he went about his business um he's a block he can block uh strong at the point of attack um and like I said you know the ability to to uh, go up uh, confidently and, and make those contested grabs Absolutely. Uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing him one-on-one during training camp this past season. And then he had his, the very next day he had the injury and I was like, yeah, oh, I felt so horrible. Uh, Moving on. One more guy still waiting in the wings. Uh, The reports are saying that uh, the passing game coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars and former Indianapolis Colts offensive assistant, Jim Bob Cooter, uh, will be the next offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. They're working on a deal right now. He has been around the league uh, since he was in Indy back in 2011, from his stint 2009 to 2011. Um, he's been with Kansas City, the Denver Broncos, the Detroit Lions, the Jets, and then uh, the Eagles uh, as a consultant back in 2021. And then, of course, as I said last year, uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, looking at the Jaguars and and how the Colts the Colts played them twice this past season, and they look much better on offense uh, through the air in the passing game with Jim Bob back there uh, as as their passing game coordinator than they have in years past. Uh, you you think so? Yeah, I think he, you know, he's had the opportunity to be around a lot of uh, great coaches uh, that I've also been around. And so I, I know it's a, a room of, of excellence and a room that uh, offensively, uh, you, you know, 
over time has done well. You know, you look at Doug Peterson and you look at Nick Sirianni, but also, you know, Shane Steichen, who they're bringing over. And I, I think you you have to like uh, those individuals and that and that circle and that community that he's been around, been able to learn from um, and mature and grow. And now, you know, he's afforded the opportunity to be able to lead another I mean, lead a, a offense, you know, that that does have weapons and uh, has the capabilities of, of, of being uh, one of the best as well, you know, in the league. So uh, I like the, you know, the addition. And I think I don't, I don't know much about him. But like I said, he comes from good company. Gerard, Jim Bob came into the Indianapolis Colts same year you did. Do, mm-hmm. do you remember him? Oh, yeah, I remember Jim Bob. He was um, when I got to the Colts, when I got drafted, I want to say he might have been a GA at the time. And uh, we used to give him a hard time about his name, uh, Jim Bob Cooter. You know, it just sounds like he's from, you know, somewhere to where, you know, football is not even thought of. Uh, But I want to say he got a Tennessee background, Knoxville background. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I remember him having a brilliant mind then. I remember him spending a lot of time with Peyton Manning and learning and uh, trying to soak everything in. And you can just tell that, you know, he was going to ascend in the NFL because even though he was a GA, and if you know anything about GAs, they don't really got a voice uh, like the the other assistants. They're there to kind of help out where, where needed. But Jim Bob always has some type of role uh, within the offense and some type of responsibility. So you knew uh, when you walked in the room that he was going to ascend fast in the NFL. And uh, and it was it's pretty cool to see it. I actually, I want to say uh, when Jim Caldwell went to the Detroit Lions, Jim, he hired Jim Bob uh, to come with him. I could be wrong on that, but I want to say I remember that because when I was playing in Arizona, uh, I, I think I remember all us talking at, at, at uh, in pregame and all those type things. But I think Jim Bob's going to do well, like you guys said. I mean, he's been around some great coaches. He's had some success. And, uh, you know, he's another young mind, a young offensive mind uh, that you see that's going on around the league now. It seems like everybody's trying to go the young route and uh, and uh, continue to be innovative in uh, how you approach and how you conduct an offense in the NFL. So I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, actually, uh, back in 2014, he was hired as the quarterbacks coach for the Detroit Lions. And mm-hmm. then the very next year, uh, he became the offensive coordinator for three years straight uh, mm-hmm. over there in Detroit. So the, and they that, had success. Yep. Yes. And Jim Caldwell has success over there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, that is it for the news about the Indianapolis Colts and, and you know, uh, some of the coaching moves that's going on right now with the team. Uh, appreciate your guys' thoughts um, and little insights about guys that, that uh, we had talked about. Thanks so much. Any final words, Gerard? I do not. Off season, Rodney. What you what you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rodney. What's your plans today? Huh? Wherever, wherever life takes me, man. <laughs> That's the ability about the off season. You know, time is like endless. I have I have no uh, no real set schedule in a sense you know maybe early on but then after that you just let the the day go wherever it takes yeah Yeah, you you got a random meeting here and there though right yeah Yeah. you know yeah no football (laughs) obligations though yeah that's that's awesome awesome get to spend some time with the the family and stuff man and and the people you care and love about all right thanks everybody for watching here believe in colts brought to you by bet online I'm Lawrence Owen with my guys Gerard Powers and Rodney McLeod. And as usual, 
Go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.